Hi, and welcome back to Chai Boost. I'm your host, Samay, and I'm stoked to announce today's guest, who is a multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, composer, producer, and director. They use their multicultural background to shape their art and perspective on filmmaking and music creation. You can check out their EPs on all major music streaming platforms and hear their amazing composition in the critically acclaimed film, India Sweets and Spices. Without further ado, grab a cup of chai, relax, and please welcome my good friend and multidisciplinary artist and creator, Tasneem. There we go. Awesome. Um, if you could just kind of describe a little bit of your background, some of your influences growing up that kind of inspired you to make music and that kind of influenced your sound. Hey, okay, cool. Wow, my background. This might be a long story. I hope your listeners are uh, strapped in and ready to go. Let's see. My background, I grew up in Oklahoma. I was born in Canada, where I'm speaking to you from now. I'm coming to you from Toronto, but I was born in Canada. I was grew up in Oklahoma. My parents are diaspora South Asian from um, uh, East Africa. My mom is Ugandan, Blasian. She's uh, Black and South Asian from from Uganda, and my dad is South Asian from Kenya. They're both um, they both immigrated to uh, Montreal in the I guess late seventies, and they studied at mcgill university and um ended we ended up in oklahoma as my dad's first job my dad got and i really liked music from the beginning i was really into like when i was younger i was into singing uh the chorus the choir and then in fourth grade back in those days <laughs> for some of the kids <laughs> who are listening gen the gen z folk who are listening like in those days, like in the 80s and 90s, schools, elementary schools had very big music programs. And I think they they lack the funds and financing for, for that now, but they had big music programs. They had programs for teachers and they had options. Like you could study strings or you could study wind instruments or you could, they would give you a choice. And so there was a choice for me. And of course, my mom wanted me to play like the flute or violin or something. And I chose a saxophone because I was really obsessed with David Bowie and like Sade. And I, and I, I could hear saxophone and those two uh, artists in their music all the time. And, um, so I, 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 I chose a saxophone and from like fourth grade to senior year in high school, I was really into saxophone and I got really good at it and I decided to apply why I want to study it in, in college. And so my parents were pretty supportive, which is really cool. And it's not everybody's story, but I studied jazz performance on the saxophone at NYU in New York. And I, it was so amazing being in, in it you know, a saxophone player at the time, like getting to study this instrument. But when mm -hmm. I was there, I was like, uh, I like doing other things with music. I kind of like was drawn to songwriting and there were other people out. I would like go out a lot and see people hear music live. And when you're hearing music live in New York and I had kind of grown up in Oklahoma and I went to boarding school in Boston. Like I just wasn't like exposed to New York, you know? And I would hear and see different instrumentalists and artists and singers and songwriters. And I was like, I, I, I think I like songwriting. I had experimented with it a little bit, but by the time I was a first year student, I began to experiment with it a lot more. 
and I started writing songs and on the piano and guitar, kind of self-taught. And I bought myself a guitar and I, and I bought myself a, a Wurlitzer piano, which is like a vintage electric piano, which I still have. Which oh, that's was awesome. Vintage. Yeah, it's really cool. I still yeah, have. No, that's, that's really cool. Um, and now they're kind of a little more expensive. But at that time, it was like, they were they were pretty pretty inexpensive and I found one on eBay and it got delivered and it was like just so cool and um I began using it to write and I kind of became pretty prolific around the time that I was still studying and then you know I lived in New York I I formed a rock band and I called my rock band Jungly which you know means um mm-hmm. indie or uh means kind of like wild and just like off the beaten path I love know? it <laughs> And we were pretty popular, you know, we, we played a lot of cool venues in New York and we were multicultural, like every, there was one, one person that was uh, from C- Cindy, I, he was a guitar player. And there was another, my friend Dave, who was Punjabi, Punjabi and Irish, and the bass player was a uh, black American. And so we were like this multicultural band. I think we were going to have our time, you know what I mean? Cause we right. <laughs> People now be like, are like, wow, you guys would have been so awesome. And it's like, well, you know, I think we're a little early, but uh-huh. we're really great. I put out some music as Jungly. There's some I think you can find on iTunes. Um, but we were so great and so wonderful. And then I started playing guitar with Khalees and I did Saturday Night Live. I think it was, goodness, 2005, now almost like 20. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. I had just graduated college and... um. I, you know, I, um, I really love being in New York, but then something shifted for me. And I was like, you know what? I'm moving to LA and I moved to LA and I started writing a little more. I was still playing music and I played music there. I, I played a really big gig actually telling a friend about, and I played with Shun Kuti, who is Fela Kuti's son. And the saxophone what? player. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was so cool. It was my biggest gig I think I've ever played. There was like 5,000 people there. And uh-huh. And it was a weekend that one of the major highways in LA had was shut down. And so there should have been even more people there, but there was still 5,000. It was so huge. Like it was huge. There were so yeah, huge- I can imagine. I can imagine having like 5,000 people that I don't even know, like near me listening to me play or yeah. sing. And it's just like mind boggling a little bit. It was kind of weird. I was like, uh, this is the biggest gig I've ever played. And I had played a lot of big gigs, but and I had been even like TV, SNL, like some of the, I think at some, we did an MTV gig. I mean, it was a 2005, there was still MTV, it was so cool. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, oh my gosh. And then after that, I, I just spent the next, like that was like 2011 or 2012. I spent the next like three, I spent the next like maybe like, five years just writing music and I took I was getting into acting class a lot more and kind of like it happens as it does with artists like you kind of like expand like first I started singing in the choir then I chose saxophone then I started songwriting then I picked up the guitar and the piano then I started singing again it's like these things jump then I moved to LA and started acting and writing a little more and then I discovered that I actually wanted to make films or make short films which I recently did and then I scored that film and then I sang a song for that film too and it's like oh everything gets to expand expand the more you keep doing things you know I mean I think there's something to be said for like someone who does something for like 70 years you know and doesn't right. straight 
but I also think there's something to be said for someone who like who like me kind of goes from thing to thing as they progress as an artist and like discovers that they love more things you know right I don't know how do you feel about that like what kind of artist are you like do you do you see yourself kind of growing from thing to thing or Oh, absolutely. My background's actually very similar to yours. I was born in New York, and then we moved to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which <laughs> the joke I like to make with people is they're very similar. They're complete, like, polar opposites of each other. So I went from a place where it was so much cultural diversity, like, everywhere. Like, you went to New York as well, like, for NYU, and I think that environment is just so, like, collaborative, like, different backgrounds yeah. and cultures, and everyone can just be themselves. Winston is great. But I think it had its its downside at some point because I feel like I wasn't able to express myself culturally. So right. I, I eventually, as a kid, I used to listen to old Hindi songs with my grandparents. And I think I grew up in that environment with like that background with me. So then when I got to the first time I played music, my mom brought me to uh, the middle school petting zoo, which is when they hand you a bunch of instruments and they say, OK, pick one. So they handed me a clarinet and I was like, you know what? This is fine. Um, so then I spent like the, I slowly at the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I thought I was going to do like rock band or something. I was like, listen, um, I love the clarinet. I think it's a cool instrument. Yeah. It definitely like at the beginning, it was it was very different at the beginning. I, I didn't know what to expect. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I think like now kind of looking back on it a few years later, I spent like the past 12 years playing clarinet kind of just immersing myself in that and like I think my first thing outside of the like classical music genre was Queen which was like the first band that I got into I think I was like 11 12 and I was like I heard Bohemian Rhapsody and I like I immediately started sobbing because I like heard it and I was like there's something about it but I don't know what it is and I think that was the first time I realized that like music to me has much more of an impact than just like listening to it so then huh. I started like diving more into it. I took AP music theory in high school, kind of played around with some things. And then I think I started just falling in love with like the cultural aspect of it. I think I started reading about like Freddie Mercury's life. And then at one point I got into Elton John and then I got into just all the seventies, eighties bands and then kind of transitioning over to like to today's time period where that like authentic nostalgic sound still exists, but they're all influenced by like people's right. stories. And I think that was the biggest thing for me I think also like growing up in Winston I think music was like my outlet in a way because I did like marching band and wind ensemble and symphony orchestra and all that stuff I think like when COVID hit when it all like stopped that's when I that's when it really hit home for me that like this is like what I like want to do kind of moving forward and kind of navigate that process and maybe help others that are going through like a similar space where I was going through when I was younger like where they weren't really sure what they wanted but they knew they always had that one thing that they enjoyed no matter what so that's kind of like my thing from the beginning was just how do I take music but like influence others with it um yes yeah like I don't know if that's like for you too kind of like making like your own sound and like the legacy that you want to leave for people huh I think that you know it is so interesting I was talking with a friend the other day and we were like she, she was mentioning like how she how much she liked my voice and I felt like um you know that's the thing that I don't like about my music but then I was talking to her 
in the popular music industry, there's not a lot of immigrant voices. You know, there's not a lot of like first gen, second gen. Now you're seeing it a little more, but like there's not a lot of variety. It's kind of like, it's kind of like white, black, Latin. Like that's it. White, black, Latinx or white, black, Spanish. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's not like right. a lot of unique. I think my voice is unique. That's it. But I also think that my voice in songwriting is unique because of the unique experience I had growing up. Not to say that other people who make music don't have unique experiences. I'm just saying mine in particular is so unique that it literally comes out in my songwriting and in my voice and the way it sounds like as your audience and you have heard I grew up in Oklahoma I was born in Canada my parents are South Asian, South Asian diaspora like they for them from Africa but they're Indian but they're Gujarati but they're, you know it's like mm -hmm. all these things and it's like oh all of those things combined to make this really unique experience and that comes out in the voice in the stories in the songs in the telling and stuff like that so I think a lot I would I think the legacy I do want to leave is being one of the first first it's so funny like there was another band uh, at the time in New York of like four they won this contest and they were called bamboo the bamboo shoots and you can look them up online. You can Google them if you want to. But they had there were there were four South Asians, and one of them is a doctor. Now, mm -hmm. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> one of them is a doctor. Right. And they won this contest. You're laughing. Like um, there were four of them, and uh, they they won this contest in New York City that Universal. I don't know why I'm telling a story, but I am. Hope you're. In oh no, it's all good. Hope it makes the cut. I'm one all for these, it. <laughs> one of these these four guys, and they made. Oh, I know why I was telling a story. They made they made the cut, and they they made this mm -hmm. album, the Bamboo Shoots, and then they went on tour, and they didn't end up being successful. They had a dull player, a guitar player, a bass player, and the lead singer, and they were all DC, and they were all just amazing musicians. And they used to call me so this is embarrassing, but they used to call me the grandmother of the like DC music scene, <laughs> meaning. That is the kind of legacy that I do want to leave. Like, maybe now there are other South Asians or here and there that make music, and there are a handful. Like, and there's so many young young folks coming up, and like, but I think the legacy that I want to leave. It's like, yeah, I may not be the most popular person, or I may not have ever succeeded the way that I wanted to, and that made the way that my music, like, I never got a deal, or I never made a record that really popped off although we ha I have one song that is featured in that pretty big film that came out recently called India Sweets and Spices which my friend directed Gita Malik and it's on Apple I I think Apple TV or something you can see it but it's a pretty cool film but um I think that legacy that I do want to leave is like yeah I kind of was like one of the first to do it and 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 not to do it in this way where I was like putting a doll or even a tabla in my music or harmonica. Sure. Like I was the first to do it like 
just a songwriter having a rock band and and being and being and and being south asian and and it's like oh yeah okay they're south asian but and they don't like have any of this like fusiony thing they they're just a songwriter they're just doing it like everybody else like whoever exactly. or whatever <laughs> you know i don't know why i mentioned halsey but um yeah <laughs> halsey or whoever's doing it they're just at, at the time i think even before like in the early 2000s even mid 2000s it was like uh, avril lavigne was still called that kind of sound you know that rock pop thing that we were, i was going for and exactly um, of course it morphed into other things but anyway that's the kind of legacy i want to leave and i and i hope that other young people can hear and be like yeah somebody did it and paved the way and like so now i can do it and now i can like have an easier time with it you know exactly what I, mean? I don't know definitely there hasn't actually been a south asian that's been like super super popular in the music industry that just does except for zane but zane is british and mia and mia is british also i'm talking about american you know north american even like canadian but i think a canadian person wouldn't be we got bieber and drake and right yeah but yeah i'm waiting for that south asian voice to come through i that's not necessarily songwriter or rock or pop or r&b or hip-hop but just their own unique thing i'm waiting for them and i hope they're listening right now to this <laughs> podcast and they get inspired to create their unique sound no exactly i think that's the biggest thing honestly why i wanted to make this podcast too is people that so a lot of people in india especially nepotism is a big concept there so yes. if someone's family is in it so their kids are in it and then their kids are in it and then their kids are in it so a lot of the musical kind of like dynasties, I guess, in India, they're all related to each other. So huh. when you bring that concept overseas and then you see just normal people that have like a passion for music or creating art, like what's their thought process going into it? And I think huh. the way that you kind of described it too, I think that's the biggest thing that is like the goal for any artist as well, but especially for people that grew up similarly to like the way we did and want to leave the impact that like that, that you would want to leave one day. I think it's a great thing to be able to like inspire people through your story. Like mainstream media is one thing, like viral music is there and then pop hit singles are there, billboard is there. But I think like the, there's always like the authentic, like nostalgic feel to like smaller indie artists that pull inspiration from a million different places. Like growing yes. up, like I definitely kind of resonated with when you were saying that too, like growing up, it was just, it was just hard for me because being able to like talk to people because it was I was very introverted growing up and I didn't really have like a common ground so I, all my friends I made I was friends with like the same three four people since I was like in middle school and we're still friends to this day and I think like we all met through music I think it's like the one language that has no barriers really like I remember the first time I brought I my right I think the first time I brought my grandfather my grandfather's 82 now so when I brought him to my first ever band concert he had a great time he had no idea who wrote the songs he had no idea who composed it who conducted it no idea but he was just enjoying himself the entire time I think like seeing that reaction like firsthand was like super inspirational for me because I knew that like the message that's being taken away from just the sound alone is so much and especially if you're able to resonate with that I remember we played this one song I can't remember the name of it it was a it was from a Indian American composer in middle school 
I was weirdly very excited for it because I was the only like desi kid in my in my band. Right. Um, but we played it and then we played it at the concert and it was super basic. But I remember like the crowd being like, oh, that's different. And then there was my family like, oh, my God, is that from this sound or from that background? And I think we were able to kind of just like it was crazy to think about it that way. And I think like looking back cool. on it. Now, yeah, no, exactly. And I think like I love the way you described it, too. It was just like there's always like mainstream media artists but like the authentic south asian blend with like the north american just like that hybrid mix of sound it doesn't really exist yet but then i came across like your music and then several others and i was just like i think all your cousins like the dave sharma remix i heard that and i was like this is the sound that i was waiting for because it was <laughs> it was like it was like whatever like indie pop rock is i guess with like a Dolby on it. And I was like, yes, that's crazy. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I took the song and I had him remix it. And I've done it for another song too. And I think it's a really cool thing for for, for me to, to remix these songs and give it because I think it can then find a bigger audience and a better audience. Like I think people still for some reason like aren't connecting to me without that Bollywood or Dole vibe like but when I put that Bollywood and Dole vibe on it people go nuts <laughs> because I think like there's not that like here in on the radio or on any indie like there's nothing like that there's nothing like my indie pop stuff either but for some reason that's a little too far out for me <laughs> no right I think it's because people don't hear it every day I think a part of it also has to do with like the background from which the artist is coming like a yes. lot of mainstream radio stations and like like streaming services they're only selecting certain things that resonate with like the context of their material I guess it goes for the same thing with like films or like tv shows or whatever like any short films or anything on Netflix or any streaming service I think now especially after COVID there's been a big boost in like south asian north american like blend tv shows now or like content yes before there wasn't any and i think that sort of material is gonna inspire others as well to kind of just skyrocket with like mixing the two backgrounds yeah i, I think, think like so. yeah yeah i think you're on to something it was just it was just a thought that i had because i remember it was just like a simple thought that I, I just recently joined uh, Symphony Orchestra again after a couple of years because it was COVID and all, and all that stuff. And oh, then, congrats. thank you. And I think like being in that environment again just kind of like inspires you to want to learn more about it, but not just like about the music. Because like the way I thought about it was there's millions of kids that learn how to play the piano or learn how to play the guitar, but how many of them really under, like connect with it or resonate with it and they want to take that to the next level? I think now, especially with the amount of like resources that people have, I think it's it's crazy to think that like there's so many young kids that want to make a change in the way that that you want to. And I think it's like being able to inspire them to just take that leap of faith. I think a big thing also is like for me, it was a lot of what my like culturally what like what my family wanted me to pursue as a as a career. Right. Right. Um, That's all. Always... I think. Yeah, I think it was. It wasn't a bad thing because I think like at the time it was also the safest option because, oh, you're good at math, you're good at science, pick engineering, move on. 
type of thing and um, <laughs> that's like the this the kind of like squashed version of like everybody yeah. <laughs> South Asians you know regardless of what they want to do or whatever it's like oh you're gonna th- okay oh you be a lawyer be a doctor be a be something stable and I, I I now I think when I was like in high school and going into college like I didn't get it but I think now I totally get it like stability is kind of cool like yeah I get it but like I'm an artist I just didn't even have a choice even if I wanted stability I I wasn't gonna choose it. but you know there's still there are ways to become stable as an artist it, it can take uh, you know time but um you can always fall back on teaching but it is so exciting to hear like that there are other um that there are ways that I can like still inspire other people and like help other folks and like you connect with that too and yeah it's really no, cool definitely. no I think like exactly how you, like what you just said I think like stability is important but the way I thought of it was like once you're exposed to the arts and you like independently become creative in like your thought process, it's hard to like confine yourself to like, oh, this is the way it should. Like for, that was my issue with engineering was like there's only one right answer, and I was like, hmm. that's great. There is one right answer to these questions, but like the way like my thought process always worked was like I like to pull inspiration from things and like try new things out all the time and kind of just be creative and be spontaneous and like interact with the people around me and kind of like take away things from like conversations and like environments that I'm in I think like once I realized that like that's where I belong I switched my major I was like oh, I gotta do something creative so then I, I took a seat back but well I think like you. oh thank you I think it, it was definitely a slow process it, it went through the whole like disagreement phase with the family and then it turned into the oh okay n- now I can do what right. makes me calm um but I think like for any like younger artist as well that wants to kind of pursue something in this industry I think it's good to have a stable background as well like with academics especially when you're younger because that's pretty much the only thing that you're told to do when you're younger is like oh get good grades you'll be fine um so I think like for younger artists especially I think like the education aspect is extremely important, but if you're passionate about something, just nurture it and cultivate it and just like, don't be afraid to take risks. That's like my, my thing, especially like with like, when it comes to like pulling inspiration from places, there's anything. Like I remember when I first came across your music, I was like, this is what I wanted to hear. Oh, cause amazing. it was like, cause it's like, I grew up going to the Gurdwara and then over there they play the harmonium and they play the tabla and they, do like these like Sufi hymns and like all this stuff but then it was like how can you like take that concept and then add it to something that like we grew up listening to like I talked to my cousins in India and they've never listened to western music and then I talked to some of my friends here and they've never listened to Indian music so then it's just like (laughs) there's a weird balance but then there's like that small sliver of like people in the middle yeah and then those are the people that I think will will dominate the industry one day yeah I agree I agree and I hope it's um you and all your friends <laughs> oh man it, well, that I mean I'm just taking it one step at a time I mean I'm, the biggest thing for me is just like it, yeah it, it, talking about these conversations I think it's important I think especially they're not talked about enough I think especially in school systems I think they're just told like oh get good grades go to college in college you'll figure out what you want to do but what about the people that like already 
kind of have an idea what they want to do from a younger age. Like, I think that's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it was just like kind of piecing it together. It was just it's kind of crazy, like looking back on it now and like looking back on how everything kind of pieced together over time. It was it was a process, but I'm glad it like happened the way it did a little bit. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Um, yeah it was so fun to be here and chat with you and uh, yeah thanks so much yeah no thank you so much for your time um to all my listeners this is the sneem be sure to check her out on apple music spotify all the streaming platforms um the sneem if you want to leave them with a little bit of a of a hanger here go for it oh my i just if you want to follow me on on uh i think on ig it's at last mango in paris and if you're still on Twitter, as some folks are, I am, <laughs> I don't know, I'm like hanging on by a thread, but it's at I am to Sneem on Twitter. And um, yeah, I, I'm putting out uh, another remix and a single pretty soon called Hiding in the Woods. And there'll be another Dave Sharma remix coming up. It's really what, cool. What? Yeah, it's really cool. I've heard it. Uh, I've been listening to it and, and uh, yeah. It's it's really cool. And um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. And uh, to all the aspiring artists out there, continued luck and keep keep pushing, keep going. And don't let anything, you know, hold you back from just experiencing what you want to do. And same same for you, you know, just keep going. Thank yeah, you. it was so fun. Yeah, no, thank you so much for your time. Okay, cool. Good deal.